Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Lubbock. This is the Red Raider Outfitter Rockin' Pregame. On Rock 101.1 with Pete Christie, Jared Johnson, Sean Dillon, and Jeff Scott. Gosh, I, I hardly know what to do with uh, with y'all being here again. It's uh, we missed you uh, while you were gone covering uh, covering the tournament. Welcome it's so back, glad to be back. So Great glad. to be back. Yeah, love, nice. love, love West Texas. Yeah, no, love good, Texas. Good to have you Texas back. Texas forever. We we talked wow. via Zoom. Yeah. We talked via phone. It was uh, it was very exciting, but it's nice to have you back. Really. We made some memories out there, though. Did Speaking you? Yeah. With the keeping with the Friday Night Lights theme. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And some, th- some things to forget. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're in California. How was how was California? Not not talking about the games yet or anything, yeah. but just California in general. I hadn't been out there in a few years. What's it like now? Well, for me, San Diego was amazing. It's one of yeah. my favorite places I've visited. Um, the people were so friendly. I was shocked. Uh, it wasn't this mass hysteria with masks and stuff like that. It was beautiful weather, like kind of beach culture. San Francisco was a completely different world. Um, I did not. There's some really cool things to see out in San Francisco. Actually, Red Raider Outfitter took us around and, to see the sights, and that was the highlight of San Francisco for me, seeing the Golden Gate Bridge yeah. and Alcatraz and all. Just, it was beautiful, but uh, it was dirty. Yeah. <laughs> there were a lot of homeless people. I got woken up a couple of times at like 4 in the morning with homeless people fighting in the alley by the hotel and stuff like so that. So that's you a know? real thing. Did you a, hear that no, kind it's of a, stuff? It's a wondering. very real thing. Wow. Um, you know, I'm from the Metroplex. You know, My whole family's from Dallas, so it's not like I'm new to that, but it was... Uh, it was present at wow. all times. Interesting. So, yeah, it's a great, great place. Uh, how, how about how about, uh, how about you, Pete? Anything I mean, crazy? First off, Kansas City was awesome. San Diego was awesome, and Red Raider Outfitter put us on this sailboat oh, in San yeah. Diego, that was great. Uh, which was just phenomenal. It was that was phenomenal. So San Diego was fine, uh, but yeah, San Francisco was rough. Um, yeah. They, I mean. Just everybody was wearing, it was like fear state. Everybody had a mask on. And I'm talking about a guy, I mean, we, we did our live shots at a park uh, get, doing our news. And some w- woman walked by, mask, walking all alone. Family biking, little boy, mask on, everybody mask on. And then the crazy thing to me, everybody driving their car, By themselves with a mask on. (laughs) And then, you know, one time Uh, I had to get a lift. And the guy yelled at me, I didn't have my mask on. I I got my mask on. Then he said, hold on. I got to get in my driver's bu- bubble. And I'm like, what the heck? And he put this little bubble around him like I'm the plague or something. So it just made me feel like I was dirty or something. Right. And so, it, I mean, and then our, our car got broken into, didn't get anything. Another media guy, they stole everything. I Oof. take the car back. I'm so down that, you know, even though it wasn't my fault, I get there and they're like, another broken window. I'm like, what do you mean another broken window? <laughs> they take me around the corner and they show me. 200 cars from Hertz, uh, and it was it hurts you. This <laughs> your your window broken, but uh, 200 huh. cars, and they tell me 50 a day, no big deal. They prey on cars, so I pulled one of the workers aside. I said, "Look, why don't you become the hero for the rental cars? Tell them 
let's stop putting stickers up on the window that says no smoking and make make it look like a family car put put a picture of the dog and i mean put little stickers and stuff and make it look like a homely car because they target rental cars so break out of that say and and become the superstar so i told that guy that i hope he takes it up the chain all right nice going yeah Yeah, that's no it's interesting because you always hear stories about uh, California. I agree with San Diego. That's the last place I've been in California, but it's been, it was right, it was the beginning of 2020. Oh, wow. Before everything right broke before loose. COVID yeah, really and hit. so I was there, and I love San Diego, and you're right, people are friendly. Oh, I mean, it's man. an awesome place. But the rest of California, you know, especially, you know, San Francisco, the big cities, stuff, you, you hear all these kind of crazy stories about all the the government control and yeah. mandated stuff. I mean, wasn't it like parking and stuff? No, too? no, I, mean, I, they, I felt that. Like, Pete and I, we were looking for parking one time in downtown San Francisco. There were so many instructions. It was like of when, what type of vehicle you could be in and, and where you could park and all that. It was it was like, come on. You know, it was just so many instructions on on what to do, how to do it, when to do it, where to do it, which is just foreign to us being out in West Texas. Right. You know, that's just yeah. not – that's not – our reality that's not our culture you know so it was Us very crazy freedom loving people in west texas yeah, right. well, i tell you what yeah now oh, that that is bizarre though to hear that it really is that way it is just, no it's uh, not exaggerated yeah you know? wow All but right. you know what i did have a really really good burger one of my uh uber driver told me about uh after we went on that sightseeing thing yeah. he, he was telling me uh, man if you really want a good burger go to this place called sam's in chinatown he said it's surrounded by strip bars so if you like that too i'll like, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about the burger, you know. And he said, but it's it's a little hole in the wall. It's been there forever. And Anthony uh, Bourdain called it one of the top three burgers in the world. Wow. So I was like, all right, I got to go check it out. And it was the best burger wow. I've ever had. Wow. I walked. It was just a mile away from my hotel, so I walked through Chinatown, you know, yeah. just to, speaking of completely different cultures, like the markets and everything, with, you know. Yeah. yeah it, it was really cool. But uh, that burger was, was, like, made my day. So all I was right. like, all right, I got something good. Good out of San Francisco nice. here. Okay, the, the guy that made that didn't wrap himself in a plastic bubble like the <laughs> no, Lyft no. driver? Okay. No. All right. And that well, place was, like, so small. I mean, I, I, it was the smallest restaurant I've probably ever been in my life. I really? Mean, wow. Yeah. I mean, it was like a like a efficiency apartment, basically. It was just a shotgun. You just walk through. That's all it was. There was, a, there was like, crazy, a counter, like a, like a diner counter, yeah. and then, like, three little tables for yeah. just two. Wow. I feel like we're watching a vacation uh, slideshow here or something. <laughs> you asked. I, so know, I, I know. I'm not. No, I, I'm just, it just made me laugh. Anybody tuning in for the Rocket Prairie is probably going, what is, the, what is this? Is it a travel log? No, I asked. And it's my yeah. fault. I just, nothing is bad. It's not my fault, right? <laughs> it's your it, fault. It was interesting. Yeah. It was very I mean, interesting. I, no. I didn't want it to just be all negative about San Francisco. I, there were some beautiful things we saw for sure. Like, uh, with the Mission District there, was some, some good food. We had some yeah. nice tacos. Oh, yeah. There. I mean, it was good yeah. stuff, too. But, yeah. I'm just glad. I mean, I'm so We're glad both to be very back thankful home. to be yes. back. No question. <laughs> love it. Well, I can tell you, if I'm going to go back to California, just based on what you've said, I'll go to San Diego, yes. but I will avoid San Francisco. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. All right. Well, cool. Um, otherwise, uh, back to business. I, I, really, I, w- I was a- actually interested in hearing what your experience was, though. So thank you for sharing that. So um, I feel enriched culturally. <laughs> um, all right. Coming up today on the Rock and Pregame. Uh, as always, some uh, recruiting updates. Understand it's a big visitor weekend this weekend, so we'll let you know more about that. Um, also, uh, uh, kicker Jonathan Garibay dropping nice. by the show today as well. He had a as, great pro uh, day yesterday. Did, yeah, yeah, that's right, pro day. Pro day, I saw it. Yeah, uh, Colin Schooler, he's also going to yep. be dropping by here at Buffalo Wild Wings to visit with us for a little bit. We'll talk some Red Raider basketball. 
interesting there. Now it's you know transfer season, so uh, some guys entering the portal, and uh, you know there's uh, who knows what what else. But uh, we'll discuss some of that too, and uh, some baseball. We got all kinds of things to get to today, and maybe we'll hear some more uh, <laughs> crazy uh, stories from Pete's car getting broken into in San Francisco. I mean, it's <laughs> that's that's great fun right there. This is the Red Raider Outfitter Rockin' Pregame. Let's get going with the Rockin' Reality Check. All right, we'd like to start. Well, my reality check's pretty simple uh, in terms of Texas Tech basketball. Uh, you know, Mark Adams and just what the team did this season ensured that River basketball culture will endure. I, I wrote about that recently. Um, you look at everything they accomplished this year. I mean, it was disappointing. They lost to Duke in the Sweet 16, but still, um, they swept Texas. They swept Baylor. They beat Tennessee and New York in the Jimmy B Classic on a big stage. Uh, they won some big games. They got to the Big 12 Tournament Championship for just the second time uh, in program history. They competed for the regular season title. And they did win two games in the NCAA tournament. They got to the Sweet 16 for the third time in, in four NCAA tournaments. And you know what? I, as they were about to tip off there in San Diego uh, against Montana State, it, first off, it hit me just how fortunate I felt to be back at an NCAA tournament game. I've covered like a half a dozen now. And uh, you know, the last game I had covered in person uh, in terms of an NCAA tournament game was the national championship. Because COVID hit, and then they wouldn't let us travel. CBS wouldn't let us travel still in 2021. Yeah. So it, I don't know why it didn't occur to me till then, but it, but it didn't. And then I, I was I was very grateful for that, but also I was very nervous for Texas Tech, which didn't last long because they immediately started crushing Montana State. But they needed to win that game, and really, if you talk to a lot of the fans leading up to the NCAA tournament, they needed to win two games. And then they felt like, okay, this was a good season, and yeah. they did, you know. And then they gave Duke all they wanted, so. This, I know people are going to get nervous with all the names in the transfer portal and, and like Kevin McCuller uh, testing the yeah, NBA water, all yeah. that stuff. But just this is going to be the reality yes. every every offseason for yeah. pretty much every team. So as long as Mark Adams is there, I feel like this culture is, is going to endure. Yeah. All right, Pete. Well, first, I'm, I'm going to say, uh, you know, you know, where you are, in where you're going to be. So if somebody's listening today and they're going through some trash and they're down, uh, just keep moving forward because better days are ahead. And I say that because one year ago today, April Fool's Day, you know, the ball dropped on us. Chris Beard, uh, four to one, mental over physical. I thought he was going to stay at Tech. He leaves. And everybody was pissed, down, upset. Look where we are today. We got the best part of the deal. We got Mark Adams, just named Jim Phelan National Coach of the Year this morning, uh, up for the Naismith National Coach of the Year Sunday. Won the fan vote. Uh, super excited. Uh, he, he hopefully is going to win that on Sunday. But, you know, all the things Jared said, too. Uh, I mean, it's been a great year. And then even that Notre Dame game, they were it looked like they were done. And they battle back with the four incredible stops. They go on a 10-0 run. That was huge. So uh, just I know Red Raider fans, if you think back one year ago today, everybody was just devastated. Oh, my gosh. And But look where we are now. We got a guy who, who it is his dream job. He loves being in Lubbock. He's doing so many good things, uh, bringing in the right players, right guys. And uh, people I know are worried now, oh, this guy might leave. But we're a big-time program. This happens, just yep. like Jared said. So I'm excited for the future. 
Uh, Lamar, Lamar Washington. Yeah. yeah, he was just uh, on TV yesterday. Yeah. National yeah, semif- yeah, so he tore it up. Uh, we're getting a real point guard in. Pop Isaacs, a lot of positive man. Jalen Tyson yeah. uh, is is big, and he's been here with the team. So, uh, and then maybe Kevin O'Banner stays. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. And so, I think McCuller ends up coming back, don't you? Right. I mean, I mean so. and, and he and let him test the waters. Yeah. yeah. And so, uh, you know, we're gonna miss Adonis Arms, Bri- yeah. uh, you know, Bryson Williams, yeah. incredible. I mean, these guys, Davion Warrens, just I mean, incredible guys, and, and they're just gonna be like Matt Mooney. They, they were here one year, but they mean so much to us, and and we mean so much to them, Texas Tech to them. So, um, you know, I just that's what I was thinking coming in today. A year ago, you know, I thought my girlfriend cheated on me. Uh, when when Beard left, I'm still pissed at him, but uh, whatever. We we got the best part of the deal. Uh, you know, Mark Adams was the secret sauce. He, he was Buffalo Wild Wings secret sauce, and uh, he's, he's proven that. So, uh, you know, what, what a difference a year makes. You know what you reminded me of What's with that? it being April Fool's Day is how many <laughs> tech fans came up to you and was like, is this a joke? Is this an April Fool's Day? <laughs> yes. I had like 100 people ask me. I was like, you know, no, because and what was, what was interesting was I know you had a lot of the same sources in, in that. Like Beard was telling a lot of like really important people yes. that he was staying. I'm not going anywhere. I'm staying. Yes. And then until April 1st, because of the whole contract deal where Texas saved a million dollars, just ugh. Yeah. Thinking back to this, the whole slimy way that thing went down was ugh. Yeah, but what, what a difference it feels today. And then I just want to mention on April Fool's Day, it reminds me of a great story. Probably 15 years ago here, I did an April Fool's story on the kid who could, and, and with Jonathan Garibay coming in today, he kicked that 62 to beat Iowa State, had a 67-yarder yesterday indoors. All the scouts gave him claps. Uh, but I did this April Fool's joke where I showed video of, of this kid who could kick 70-yard field goals, and I made it look like he could, and then I got Spike Dykes. Yeah, we want this kid. He could kick his 70. And people all believed it in Lubbock, and that's my highlight of April Fool's Day. Of course, I've been fooled too. I'm, I'm on top guard today. I hate, I hate April Fool's Day because it's just a waste of time. It's just punk and punks. I don't need it. So keep your April Fool's Wait, jokes to yourself. You just told a story of a joke you're proud of from 15 years ago. <laughs> I retired after that. I retired. I don't do April Fool's jokes on TV anymore. In fact, though, I tried to find that old video. I was going to try to redo something with it, but uh, I could, it, it's, on, it's on some format we don't even use anymore. Speaking of uh, pranks and stuff, what did, I, there was something on Twitter from back in, I think, San Diego. Oh, where yeah. Brady got you with something, but I yes. couldn't really put it together because it was like the tail end of it. Or what, what no, was it? it was the uh, we were ready to go live, and she's like, "And the Red Raiders," and I jumped up. I'm like, "Oh yes!" Tech-. And we weren't even live. Ah, she completely okay. faked me. Right. So she started punking Pete, and I started crowning the king. And I, you know, the other day she had this new dress on, and I said, "Hey, that's a new dress," and she's like, "Yeah." And I said, "Don't you want to know why I knew that?" Turn around. She had left the tag on Uh-oh. it. So uh, you know we. Uh, I, it, Brady is great. Uh, yeah. You know, I knew she was great to begin with, but just going on the road with her, uh, you know, she's a great teammate and, and great coworker. We had a blast. But she's such a sweet girl, and uh, you know, I, I was shocked she did something like that. Pop me, I, I wasn't prepared. So, but now I know. Yeah, now you're on on guard. Huh? Yeah. Well, next oh, yeah. time you really go live, you'll be like, I I'm not listening to that stuff. You'll <laughs> yeah. be live. Like, so, yeah, so get me back that That's way. That's funny. All right. Well, when we come back here, we'll get into uh, some inside the Red Raiders recruiting, starting with football 
And uh, that is next. Otherwise, it's Friday. Good day to come out to Buffalo Wild Wings here at 19th in Milwaukee. Join us here for the show. Get something to eat. Man, the, the burger here, I'm hooked it's, on that. Yeah, it's, it's good, that, isn't it? That, like, double cheeseburger. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. So uh, come out and uh, hang out with us today here on the Red Raider Outfitter Rock and Pre-Game on Rock Wild. This is the Red Raider Outfitter Rock and Pre-Game. On Rock 101.1. Sponsored by Cotton Court Hotel. B Equipment and Weston Water Well Drilling and Pump Service. Inside the Red Raiders recruiting news, football. All right, Jared's got the latest uh, recruiting info for football, and I guess we had a uh, we got a big visitor weekend first of all, and then a, uh, a transfer commit. Yeah, it's a transfer yeah. commit. Miles Cole, 6'6", 290 pounds. He said he's like closer to two ninety five. He actually told me when I interviewed him, but uh, he visited last weekend. He's from Louisiana Monroe. He in a couple of years he tallied forty one tackles, three and a half stops for loss, one and a half sacks. So not a big stat guy, but he was young and. He was, when he got on campus there, I think he was like 225, 230, so he's put on a lot of oh, weight, wow. good weight. And, uh, you know, as soon as he jumped in the portal, uh, Zarnell Fitch, the defensive line coach in Texas Tech, were all over him, you know, rec- recruiting him, trying to get him out to campus. And, you know, when these, when this staff, when these guys get guys on campus, it seems like they just close at an unbelievable yeah. rate, like compared to what we've seen here, right. especially with the football program. And when I talked to Miles, he just said that, look, it was obvious that they needed me and I need them. So, I, you know, I could play all along the defensive line. Uh, he's gonna, I, I envision him as a physical run-stopping kind of defensive lineman. You know, uh, you look at the stats, they bear that out. But he also said that he's going to get up to the quarterback too. So they want him to do a little bit of both. But he adds more depth, mm-hmm. he adds more size, all that to the defensive line. And we all know that's a, that's a really good thing. Right, yeah, you can never have too much size or depth on the defensive line. <laughs> That's right. He has experience, and uh, he's been developed some, but he has two years of eligibility remaining, and he gets here this summer. I think he's going to try and be around as much as he can this spring, but he's going to graduate from Louisiana Monroe in May in, uh, with a degree in sports uh, management, and then he's going to be here in the summer and immediately eligible. Mm-hmm. So that'll be good to see yeah. what he looks like in Red Raider gear. It, it right. can really help, you know. but two years is the key for me. Yeah. Yeah, that's always nice when you get a, a guy that's a couple couple years eligibility, yep. especially a transfer. All right, um, and then this weekend, um, a big visitor weekend for Texas Tech football. It really is, and, you know, they changed their – originally their spring uh, scrimmage, their first spring scrimmage wasn't going to be Saturday, I believe, but they moved it. And it makes sense why, because it is a big visitor weekend. First off, I think it all starts with this guy, 2023 quarterback commit Jake Strong out of Justin Northwest. You know, he's been committed to the Red Raiders for a long time, and he's really helping out with the recruiting effort, uh, as quarterbacks do oftentimes. Uh, and one of the reasons he's here for this weekend is because 2023 four-star defensive back Ryan Yates out of Denton Geyer is also going to be in town. Uh, give you an idea he's uh, just how highly rated this guy is. He's ranked as the number seven safety in the nation and the number 27 overall prospect in Texas. So he's a big deal. Uh, there are currently four, and this is recent, uh, crystal ball predictions for Michigan State and one for Texas Tech. So this is a critical weekend in terms of recruiting Ryan Yates. Uh, but he's not the only four-star safety in town. Uh, 2023 safety Brendan Jordan out of Mansfield, Texas. He's actually committed to Texas Tech. He's a top 247 uh, re- recruit, meaning he's one of the top 247 recruits in the entire country. He's actually ranked 199th overall. He's the 
uh, number 20 safety in the country, and number 35 overall Texas. So he's in town. Nice. Okay. But that's not it. They have a uh, three-star receiver named Montrell Wade out of Tyler. Uh, he holds 16 offers, including one from Texas Tech. He's rated as the number 53 receiver in the country, number 66 overall prospect in Texas. So that's huge. And then going to the future, I talked to uh, this kid. I think he'll be familiar to some people listening out here. Is Marcus Davila out of Midland Legacy High School. He used to be Midland Lee. Uh, he's a 6'3", uh, 6'3 quarterback who is a sophomore right now. And he just had a monster year for legacy. I thought you were going to say he was like a sixth grader or something. No, he's 6'3", though, <laughs> okay. and he's, he's only like 15. Yeah. But he, he's really excited about visiting this weekend because Sonny Cumbie was recruiting him really hard when he was here. He offered him as soon as he uh, was named head coach at Louisiana Tech. Uh, Davila also has, I don't know why, Michigan State, this seems random, but he has Michigan State and Texas Tech are battling for a lot of recruits, guys that are here this weekend. Yeah. But, yeah, he has an offer from Michigan State as well in Kansas. Uh, I mentioned Louisiana Tech, Florida Atlantic, but remember, he just finished his sophomore year, and he already has all these offers. Uh, he said Coach Kitley came out to his school in January, invited him out here, and he's a target to watch. I wouldn't be surprised if he leaves campus this weekend with an offer from Texas Tech. And You watch his film. He's 6'3". He can run. He's got a really nice arm. Just the fact that he was starting for what used to be Midland League, a very mm-hmm. good program, uh, as a sophomore quarterback, yeah. he's very impressive. Yeah. And you watch his film. You can see why he's he ha- he's garnered so much attention already. So that's those are some high school recruits in town I'm really excited about. But Tech still has I, one, two spots left for the 2022 recruiting cycle. And they have this guy's a familiar name for people that are into recruiting because the previous staff recruited him really hard. Uh, his transfer offensive lineman Ty Buchanan, who's transferring from USC. He just entered the portal last week. He's actually from Corpus Christi Cal Allen, another very good program in Texas high school football. And he visited Tech two or three times, like on his own dime, from Corpus Christi to Texas Tech. Of course, he took an official visit as well, but 6'7", 290-pound guy. Uh, he redshirted last year as a freshman for USC, but he's in the portal. A lot of guys, a lot of schools are interested, including Texas Tech, so uh, this would shore up their offensive line, which they have a lot of bodies, but to get another big dude of his caliber, he was a high three-star guy coming out of uh, high school, and I, this would be exactly what they're looking for to wrap up that 2022 recruiting cycle. Right. Add a defense alignment and then an offense alignment and back-to-back weekends. Yeah, you know, veteran guys, proven guys that in terms of recruiting rankings and and guys that have done it in other Division One programs, that would be really nice. It's interesting that because it really does feel like the, there's just a, a momentum of a recruiting that we haven't oh, yeah. seen in a long time. And I always do do recruits look at recruiting rankings? Absolutely. Do they, I mean, do they care they about that? They list it in their Twitter profiles of what their ranking is and like you know they'll. they'll but I mean, like team rankings. Like if they see yeah. the Tech is ranked oh, really yeah. high right now in the team rankings, they do they does that make an impact on them to go? Man, maybe I should check. What's this going out. on yeah, out like, there? Yeah, yeah that's exactly. What I was For example. Uh, I, national writer at 24 7 sports just released a story yesterday about who's really making a push with the 2023 class and texas tech's class is ranked second in the country still you know remember we talked about this a month ago how long will it last they're still they have a sizable lead over arkansas at that second spot they're under notre dame in the 2023 rankings and uh 24 7 said look texas tech might make the biggest jump in terms of recruiting rankings in the country with this 2023 cycle it said in fact i expect it with who they already have committed so the big challenge is going to be holding on to some of these guys these i mean they have four four four-star guys committed and they used to take 
four classes to get four four-star guys, you know? Right, yeah, so, if you had one of them in a class, right. it would jump in for joy or something, yeah. So now they're looking to land more like a half a dozen this, this or more this cycle. And, and look, McGuire, we've talked about his relationships. Kenny Perry, same thing. We know Emmett Jones is a great recruiter, but it's not just them. I, Zarnell Fitch is a guy that is a very good recruiter. You look at some of the defensive linemen he's brought in. Uh, I was watching him out of practice yesterday. I really like his energy. Uh, I think Fitch was it was a sneaky, really good hire to get him to come over from TCU to Tech. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's good to hear, man. It, it really is exciting, though. I I, I haven't seen. I, mean, I don't know if we ever seen. Not in the modern era. Like, no, I mean, I mean really, number two in the country. Time. Everybody's yeah, like, "What?" You know? I mean, you talk to I talk to people other that cover other programs. Like, what is going on? Right. It all starts with I, this is cliche, but it's a cliche for a reason. Those relationships that these coaches have throughout the state. You yeah, know? I mean, that really is what recruiting is about. You know, our relationships, and uh, you'd be hard pressed to find anybody with better relationships across the state than this staff. That's what's been amazing because that was, you know, it, it's showing to be as advertised because when Joey McGuire was hired, that was the thing, you know, that, you know, it's all his relationships in high school right. football. And, you know, and you hear that and you think, oh, it's cool. People like him. But, but no. to see that, you know, that really does have a I mean, major effect on things. Sean and I were out of practice yesterday. I don't know how many high school coaches did we see out there. You know, I mean, I, I got, I, and we're talking about like, from across the state, like, like Prosper was there uh-huh. from yeah. the from the DFW area. That's a great program. I mean, all over the, the state, Permian was there. Yeah. I mean, big time mythical Texas high school football right, yeah. programs were were are at practice every spring ball practice we're at. It's they want to be there. They want McGuire and his staff. Some not just him. Fitch was a high school coach. Jones was a high school coach. Uh, Perry was a big time high, uh, high school coach. All all these guys want to see these guys have success yeah. and so you know go ahead sean and then also the letterman how many letterman oh yeah do? no that's true that's yeah. true they're, they're making a big push to really in, invite them and, and coach wills did that as well i mean yeah. uh, just being honest here he did he really tried to open things up and have a lot of letterman in but mcguire is doing that as well i've heard countless stories of you know not just giving them time but like giving them hour to, to make a presentation or show them around of, of yeah. this is what we're doing with our program really making people feel special that's what it's about all right well cool well coming up uh we'll talk some more texas tech football uh jerry mentioned uh, being out at some practice uh, this week and hopefully maybe able to see something out, out of practice but uh you've had more access than at least most they have people, the pads so, on right? now yeah. I mean, when they're just running around in shorts there's only like a couple of things you know you could really glean from that but right yeah. right yeah. Okay, so uh, we'll find out uh, the practice report uh, coming up next. We're at Buffalo Wild Wings today, 19th in Milwaukee. Come out for lunch, hang out, and uh, just make a day of it. All the TVs are going uh, here as usual, and there's sports and uh, what else is on? Sports, music probably. I don't know. We've got a little bit of everything uh, happening right now, but plenty of TVs and a uh, good day just to knock off work early and come out, hang out with us. So we'll talk some Texas Tech football next here on the Red Raider Outfitter Rockin' Pregame on Rock 101. This is the Red Raider Outfitter Rockin' Pregame on Rock 101.1. Sponsored by Buffalo Wild Wings and Fortenberry Roofing. Texas Tech football. 
All right, spring football is here, and that is always exciting as you get started getting the things. Uh, the picture becomes, uh, I don't know if it's to say clearer, but clearer than it has been, I guess. You're at least seeing something. So you've been out to oh, yeah, uh, for sure. spring practice a little bit. Mm-hmm. and uh, As much as they'll have me out there, they'll right, have yeah, me to be out there, yeah. Yeah, things always uh, clamp down pretty tight on that kind of stuff. Sure. But uh, what, what have you been able to glean so far? One thing that's really stood out to me, and I, I felt this, going into it but just to see it again at practices i mean tech's loaded at running back and kenny perry said uh, a couple weeks ago the new running backs coach and special teams coach that he thinks he has the best one-two combo in the country in sir roger thompson and and taj brooks and you know i'm a big fan of both of them i mean you look at sir roger and what he's done he's been a home run hitter when he's been able to stay healthy uh same thing with taj i mean he's been a consistent guy he could do everything i really like taj because he's probably the best in pass pro uh, he's a good runner between the tackles. He's more of a home run hitter than I ever thought he was going to be coming out of high school, to be honest. Uh, and then he, he's able to make the, the tough yards when it's third and short and things like that. And they're both pretty good receivers out of the backfield. So, uh, you know, it's not just those two guys. But, you know, we actually caught up with Sir Roderick, who talked about Taj a little bit uh, after practice. He's like a bowling ball. <laughs> he'll be bouncing off of him. He big. He know he big, though. No, but um, he he also has very good feet, very good feet. So, and you you can see that when he's running. And that's a good point. I actually wrote a story, just some notes here after practice yesterday. And Taj Brooks just Brooks, his size stood out. I mean, he's noticeably bigger, but he still looks as quick as you know he was when he got on campus. So that should help him in terms of staying healthy, but then also as a better running back between the tackles. But then Sir Roderick, again, a proven running back, you know. Just what he's looking forward to uh, with spring ball and the season and everything uh, he talked about to practice. Uh, probably the Houston game. I missed that one last year, and uh, it seemed like it was a fun time. All my friends, all my teammates, they were having a good time out there, so I, I want to be out there for that one. Well, it's a cliche, but you hear thunder and lightning, or lightning and thunder all the time. Uh, Taj was asked if, if they should be called that. I would say that, but it's more just um, we just bounce, we just do good off each other, just have good feedback off each other. So I can do everything, you can do anything you got to do. It's just more of a uh, whoever gets in there, just make plays and just have fun doing it. Of course, there was a coaching staff change in the offseason, and Taj was asked about just how this, the new staff has looked to him so far. Just changing, from my perspective, I'll just say changing myself with that. I mean, just bringing more energy, just. They're looking at me as a captain, and I think I am just from what I did last year and just my freshman year, just building off that. So I think just the change, just the energy they bring every day, and then they care about us and just stuff uh, they talk. Everything they talk about, they tell us, and just being truthful and being honest with us. So I think that's the change for us. It's interesting to me is Taj was also asked about Coach Kenny Perry being a young coach, but I don't really look at him that way, to be honest, because uh, I worked with him like eight years ago back in the day when I was at the Four Star Telegram, and he was just – uh, big name, great coach at Arlington Bowie. He did a lot of really good things, and I don't know, maybe it's just because I'm younger and I want to look at it this way. Uh, he, I, don't, I don't know if i describe him as a young coach, but he's definitely energetic, and uh, Taj was asked about Coach Perry. Yeah, he's actually a young-minded coach. He probably don't seem like it, but when we're in the room, he'll be like, uh, he asks us, be like, how's it, how you doing? What kind of music you listen to? And I'll be telling him, like, little baby, and he'll be like, oh, I know him. I'll like, oh, so how you know little baby? <laughs> Stuff like that, so it's just be like, but he'll be like, yeah, he's a, he's a great guy. Everybody's going to focus on those two guys, and rightfully so. But there are some young guys in that running back room I like a whole lot, too. Like Cameron Valdez, that guy has a lot of talent. He's more of a reserve player personality-wise, but uh, I, 
he's got he may be the fastest of the three he probably is the fastest of the three um he's the kind of guy that might get one or two yards and then rip off a 50-yard run i know the coaching staff really likes valdez so it'll be interesting to see how he develops and then one of the storylines you'll probably read or, or hear about a lot from spring ball is xavier white and chadarius townsend both being moved kind of like inside receivers kind of x-factor guys are both going to return kicks and punt some uh, but they will line up in the backfield and then when attrition happens, it's college football, so it will. If Sir Roderick or Taj or, uh, you know, unfortunately this doesn't happen. If multiple guys go down, we know Xavier White. We know Chad Townsend can, can go back there and still play running back for you. So they have depth, and it would be interesting to see what, what those guys can do. Um, you know, Tim DeRuiter, the new defensive uh, coordinator, was actually uh, spoke with media here yesterday and had some good things to say about what he wants to see uh, in the first scrimmage Saturday. I, I know what's going to happen. We're going to have missed tackles. This is going to be the first time we're going to tackle live. I want our guys running their butts off to the ball. You know, I'd love for us to, you know, go after the football and take the ball away. Uh, it's been a big emphasis for ours. You know, Coach's big thing for our plan to win is take three. Uh, we work ta- takeaways every day uh, if we can force some takeaways. But, but what that does is, you know, because iron sharpens irons, our offense has done a much better job the last couple practices of keeping the ball. So we got to, you know, tackle the ball well, run the ball, and hopefully get some takeaways. One of the returning veterans, I think, you know, one of the first guys you'll mention in terms of standing out and stature. And then he had a really good last month to, to six games of the season last year uh, was definitely uh, Tyree Wilson, big defensive end. And DeRuiter talked about him. I've been really impressed. You know, he, he wasn't out there today. He's a little dinged up. Uh, but in the first three practices, he, he's a guy who can be an impact player for us. Uh, the nice thing about him is with his size and athleticism, he can play outside. He can play inside. We're going to have him as a stand-up outside linebacker. He can play a, a four-eye, a three. We're going to move him around. Teams that you know are going to be aware of him and try to double him, they're going to have to find him. I really like that. I, I really like when coordinators move, whether it be offense or defense, move their guys around the formation so that it makes it harder to game plan. It makes it uh, – you can find mismatches where guys can really take advantage. Like I remember – one of his first games, Tyree Wilson had a mismatch against a Texas offensive tackle. I think he got like three sacks his first game. So everybody's like, this guy's going to be All-American. And he's a very good player. But moving guys around the formation allow you to find those mismatches. And that's what Coach DeRuiter was talking about. Um, you know, he was also asked about, is the team through five practices in spring where the coach staff wants them to be at? You know, we're a third of the way through. Uh, we're about where we need to be. You know, we've got probably 80% of our install in. We'll, you know, we want to install for Saturday, but uh, we'll, we'll have a couple more installs next week. Um, yeah, I think our guys are, are picking it up pretty well. The thing that's, um, you know, probably a change from what they've done in the past, we, we practice on two fields, so our young guys are getting reps. So we're, you know, we're getting tons and tons of reps. Nobody's just standing on the sidelines watching. So uh, with guys getting dinged up, we're a little thin. I don't know how much longer we'll do that, but I think that's really good for a team to have everybody running the defense so that we can continue to have depth. You know, Zach Kidley, Lubbock owned, friendship, obviously went to Tech, learned under Kingsbury. Um, he's a really nice guy. You talk to him. It was, I had a very similar thought on him the other day at practice as I did with Sonny Cumbie. Really nice guy, but at practice, they get after players. I mean, I've seen Kidley just get after some players for, you know, jumping off sides or dropping easy passes or whatever. 
And so that's been really interesting to see. But he talked with us uh, after practice here recently. He talked about some of the standout, standout receivers. Yeah, right now I'd say Jaron Bradley uh, is the one that's really uh, impressed me right now. Just you know, being a young guy, uh, but such a big body receiver. Um, I think he's going to be going to you know really be good in a couple years, and he's really on the right track right now as well. Uh, you know, Miles Price, uh, really good player, uh, caught a really uh, nice play there to end practice today. Um, and then you know, like once again, we got some young guys moving some guys around. You know, we've got you know. Xavier White, Chadarius Townsend, uh, Nehemiah Martinez, those guys are all out there, and they're kind of moving inside-outside receiver, playing some running back, too. Um, you know, Trey Cleveland's coming on, Brady Boyd's coming on. So it's good to really see all those guys uh, get a lot of reps um, and continue to get better. Those are the first two guys he mentioned, Bradley and Price. I don't know if I want to call Price a breakout player because he had a really good season last year, but they're going to – the receivers are going to be so utilized in this offense, I feel like, just historically – Kitley's type offense, you know, uh, coming from the Kingsbury air raid type offense. I, I, Miles Price is poised to have like an all Big 12 caliber season. I mean, he just he has that in him. He has that ability. And then Duran Bradley is a monster. He's an absolute monster. The other day he ran a deep out and came right over by me, and we were standing next to each other. I'm six four, two twenty, and he looked like my daddy or something. <laughs> you know, like I'm a little kid, and he's you know, I mean, he's that big. He's just a monster. He's listed as six five, two twenty five. He's a lot bigger than that. I mean, he's at least, he's got to be 6'6". I don't know how, how how big he is at this point, but he's put on some weight. He's, and he's still running very well. He's uh, He could have a very, very good breakout season this year. All right. um, and then Kidley was also talked about just the coaching staff. Or he was asked about uh, the coaching staff coming together. It's coming together great. Kind of like you said, you know, Coach McGuire, uh, he's the boss. He sets the expectations, and we follow those expectations. Um, but as far as staff goes, it's been great. You know, uh, I've been a lot of part of a bunch of different staffs where maybe it's offense versus defense, or uh, you know, maybe you see these guys uh, in this building, you know, all day every day, and then you never see them outside the building, and it couldn't be any different here. Uh, we're we're full staff camaraderie, going to dinner, meeting each other's families, all outside the building. It's come together great, um, and so it's been that that's a huge part of of success in my opinion too of what we're going to do because we spent a lot of time in that building together, so you better like each other. <laughs> One of the main talking points like in the press conferences previewing spring ball uh you know coach joy mcguire said the buy-in was was great during winter conditioning which is obviously important uh he said basically when they started cold weather in the morning that he felt like uh, some of the players were kind of just dipping their toes in the water but very soon after later in winter conditioning they were can doing cannonballs there but that's how much the buy-in improved uh so that was good to hear and then coach kitley was asked about just the buy-in from the team yeah, I think I think you know when you look at you know we've been here, you know some of us got hired in early December, but as far as like really being around the kids, because you got to think we were gone all January as well. So you're saying all of February, all of March. You're saying really being together with these kids for two full months. I'd say this is probably the most bought in I've seen a full football team uh, just being on a coaching staff for two months. All right, very good. Yeah, it's good stuff from spring practice, and then you got the uh, the spring game I guess coming up. This is the 23rd, right? Is that yes. Right? I think so. Yeah. All right, we come back, we'll talk some more Texas Tech football, football in general here with uh, former Red Raider kicker Jonathan Garibay, who has joined us now and uh, hanging out, and uh, we're anxious to talk to you here, Jonathan. Good to have you here today. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. All right, man. Uh, and then uh, your buddy uh, Colin Schooler is uh, across the way, too. We'll uh, we'll have him on here in a little bit as well. So uh, that's coming up next. We're live from Buffalo Wild Wings, 19th and Milwaukee today on the Red Raider Outfitter Rock and Pregame on Rock 108. This is the Red Raider Outfitter Rock and Pregame. 
on Rock 101.1. Sponsored by Wiley Implement and Bud Light. It's the Rockin' Interview. Man, uh, joining us here today, it's uh, former Red Raider kicker Jonathan Garibay. Well, that fanfare, that sounded really important, didn't it? <laughs> you read an intro like that? Did, My goodness. <laughs> Oh, thanks for being here today, and uh, we appreciate you uh, you dropping by. Man. No, no, thank you for inviting me. Thank you yeah. for inviting me. Well, Jonathan, uh, you just had pro day yesterday. Why don't you give us your thoughts on, on how that went for you? Um, I, th I think it went well. Um, you know, uh, I did I did I did well on the charted kicks, and then uh, on the bonus kicks, the, the long kicks. I, I think I I did fairly good, and you know, hopefully, um, you know, they also saw that I can kick off too. I did I, I kicked off really well. Um, that was a, a big concern the past uh, few months that the scouts would reach out to me and ask me if I kick off, you know, just because I didn't do it during the season. So um, just, you know, let them know that I can do it, you know, um, that I'm a good, you know, overall that I can perform well. So um, I think in, in, in general, I think it went, it went good, not just for me, you know, probably just, not just for me, but for, for all the guys. I mean, Schooler had a, had a day. Uh, and... Um, but overall, I think it went, it went good. You even did some punch, you told me yesterday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I did. I, I punted like six six balls. And, you know, I kind of just wanted to make sure that they see that I, I can do it, you know, just in case of the emergency. I, I, I could also, you know, do that. Well, uh, you know, and I know people think of that 62-yard field goal, but, you know, you're consistent. And I know that's an, an accurate, and I think that's what you want to showcase outside of being able to kick these long kicks. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, I mean, you know, the, the big leg's always going to get attention, but, you know, consistency is the name of the game, especially for my position. So that, you know, that's what's going to keep us in the league, you know. So, um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to do my best to, to, stay, uh, as, to stay as consistent, consistent as I can. So, Hey, let me ask you, what, what's what's more nerve-wracking, kicking a game-winning field goal or performing for NFL scouts at Pro Day? Um, honestly, I think the Pro Day was a little bit more uh, nerve-wracking just really? because it actually was pretty quiet when I was kicking. So, uh, you know, and in the stadium, you're going to, you know, in a game, you, you know, you expect the noise, so you train for yeah, that. Yeah. And, you know, Pro Day, was it was pretty quiet so i was like okay it's a little different so but it, it, it was it was good you know when i was gonna say too most of these guys you know keep their cards close you don't know what they're thinking but when you kicked a, a 65 yarder and a 67 yarder i mean everybody was clapping yesterday yeah yeah i think i think it was a good way to start the the field drills you know to to get the kicking over with and you know bring some juice so i think it was, it was awesome hey when you look back at that game-winning field goal with Iowa State what sticks with you I mean that guy's got that got you guys bowl eligible I mean it was just an unbelievable game and it really got everybody back on board with Texas Tech football I mean everybody in town was talking about Jonathan Garibay and just this football team and what sticks back with you as you look back now on that one moment um, I think honestly which is great for the team I mean we we've worked so hard you know during the offseason to 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 at least make a bowl game and um, I think that that tip, that was a tipping point for Tech football. I think to to turn it back and um, you know make it the talk of the town. Um, it, it was great for for the community and you know for the team. I mean, of, of course, you know kicking a, a game winner and a 60 yard is awesome. But I think overall, I think it, it was good for the team morale. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, th I think I think uh, um, that the community really benefited off of that. You know, just yeah, just you know bringing bring some back some energy back and. Um, I told, uh, it's funny, I told Coach McGuire, I was like, it's kind of fun being the other side of it because he, he was at, at Baylor the year oh, before, yeah. <laughs> and I told him, I was like, yeah, it's, it's, it's fun when you're on the other side, <laughs> so it, 
It was great. Yeah. But how did it change your life, kicking that? I mean, there's got to be, it had to have changed your life some, kicking that field goal. Uh, I mean, of course, you get a little bit more attention and stuff, but it, it, I, it really helped in terms of putting my name in front of on a, on a scouts and teams, yeah. and that, re that, that really helped. But um, at the end of the day, I mean, I, I think it was just, you know, I just did my job, you know, went out there and kicked. I mean, of course, it, it was a long ball, but, uh, I mean, I, I was just, we were just trying to get a bowl game. That's it. Yep. I think, you know, I cover recruiting, and I remember, uh, I'm sure you talked to a bunch of people, but I remember talking to you and interviewing you a couple of times through the recruit, recruiting process, and then your decision to, to, to move halfway across the country and come out here. And then I, when you look back on your recruitment and then how things have played out, just what, what are your thoughts? Oh, it's, it was, it's, been, it's been a crazy journey. I mean, and, and, and I've loved every step of the way. Uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a kid from California and somehow ended up here in Lubbock, Texas. So yeah. <laughs> that's what everybody asked me, like, oh, where are you from? California. Oh, why are you here? <laughs> so, but no, I love it here. I mean, uh, I, I think, you know, uh, Texas Tech and Lubbock have been great to me. I mean, one of the big reasons why I chose Tech was because, you know, how, how the, the school and athletics are involved in the community. I really enjoy that. And, um, you know, it's it's the past three years have been some of the great some of the, I made some of the greatest memories of my life, and I've met some great people, and you know some great teammates that I'll, I'll you know be friends for for the rest of my life. But um, no, I, I've loved it here, and then you know I, I loved every step of the way. And you were uh, was it Riverside? Yeah, no, Riverside, just, off, Riverside. just off the top of my head, <laughs> I remember it was because Riverside's a great junior college program, but it's still junior college. You think back to starting there, and then now kicking for you know pro day and you know possibly your NFL dreams coming true just again your thought process of where you started and where you're at now uh, it's it's crazy I mean you know coming from a from a JUCO you know and, and just a small school I mean my, my school is very under recruited and um, you know you don't really hear much you know from from that area any players coming out so I think it's been amazing and you know just being able to be a be a role model to to kids in my area and in my high school you know that you can you can do it uh, it's, you know it's awesome I mean um, so uh, it is. I mean, I'm just I'm just excited for for the next chapter. But it's so far. I mean, it's it's been it's been crazy. I know like a lot of athletes I've talked with, whether it be a kicker or a golfer, like lining up a putt. They have some kind of ritual. Do you have a ritual when you're lining up kicks that you, that you like say to yourself or think of or whatever before you do? Um, no, not really. Uh, honestly, I, it, well, actually, now that you mentioned it, I always do this one thing, and uh, it's funny because. Uh, I, before I tacked it to line for a kick, I always tap Austin's head, just you know, a little, just a little <laughs> yeah. leg tap. And um, when I was out uh, training for pro day, I didn't uh, soak out. Uh, I was working with with some some other guys that you know were training for stuff like that for pro day. And I would do that to the holder. I would tap his head. And he's like, "Why are you, doing, are you that? doing that?" I was, like, I was like, "I'm sorry, man. I do that to my holder." <laughs> just tell him whatever team you end up with. Like, hey, I gotta do this, yeah, right? I just tap it down, man. You know, make sure you're good. That's so. awesome. That, that's the only one I can think of, though. Hey, you mentioned yesterday about you know your, your Cinderella story, and you talked about how people you know doubted you, and I mean, what were people saying back then? That you know, some people listen to, to that negativity and then give up, but you know, you, you compartmentalized it and put it away. And you know, I've had that people tell me I would never be doing TV sports. I mean, there's always someone to tell you you're not going to do it. Uh, how'd you get past that and do it? I mean, I think a lot of that is just, you know, determination and, and being able to, uh, you know, withstand stuff like that, you know, mental toughness. Uh, I think, you know, when, when I started playing football, I, you know, I wanted to be great. You know, I wanted to do something with it. And um, 
I found a passion for it, and I realized I was, you know, I was good at kicking, so I, I try to do that to the best of my ability. But of course, you're always going to have people that are going to doubt you that say you can't do it. But I mean, at the end of the day, it, I mean, you can't let that you can't let that bug you. I mean, I mean, look at my position; it's all it's all it's all mental. So for me, I just got to you know keep my, my head on the swivel and um, you know overcome that. So uh, I mean, when I was in high school and all that. And it, People there didn't think I'd get a D1 scholarship. I, you know, a lot of people don't go to college after after high school. You know, where, where I'm from, you know, you, um, I can tell you. I mean, from from my senior team, we had my senior year in high school, we had 15 seniors. I mean, I think I'm, I'm one of the only few. I mean, I think I'm the only one that played college football. I'm the, one of the only ones that continued their education. I mean, they all chose different paths. I mean, uh, a great path too. Some started their family. Some, you know, joined the military and all that. And um, but I think, you know, it's just, you just got to be able to, you know, stay focused and, and, you know, see yourself there before you get there. I mean, I think for me, it all just started with the vision, you know. I saw myself in a place before I got there, and I just stacked small victories on top of, of another. And, and I think that that's kind of what's gotten me here, and I think that's what's going to keep, you know, propel me to the next level. And you're the first in your family to graduate college, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, I am the first one. Uh, my brother did start college, uh, but uh, he, he chose not to go that route. But um, I'm the first one to graduate, yeah. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, Congratulations. Which is awesome, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And now, what, what are you hearing from teams? I mean, obviously, I, I expect you to be playing on Sundays or be with some team. Uh, I mean, there, of course, there's a lot of, you know, there's interest and stuff like that. But, um, I mean, I'm just waiting for, for, for workouts and, and, and all that. I mean, in, in this position, you, you got to go, you know, compete every single time I mean, for any position. But, I mean, how many kickers do every team carry? You know, one or two. And if you look at how many receivers they carry, there's, there's a lot more. So you're, you're talking about one or two kickers per team. So you got to compete every single, t every, every single day. So um, there's some interest. Uh, but, you know, right now, there's a lot of great kickers coming out in this class. Um, there's a lot of competition. Uh, I mean, a lot of them use their COVID year to come out this year. So, you know, not just for kicking for every position. It's kind of, you know, a little bit, you know, over overpopulated. But uh, for kicking, I mean, there, there's, there's a lot of good, really good, good kickers out there. And um, I'm just ready to compete. Yeah. Well, you got, the, you got the right mindset. You got to keep huh. it going. No doubt about it. All right. So. For Texas Tech kicker Jonathan Garibay joining us on the Rocket pregame today, and good luck with uh, the draft and everything. And uh, no, I appreciate it. Thank appreciate, you. Appreciate you being here. Thank and, you for having uh, me. Yeah. So yeah, good luck in the future there. We'll get your your buddy Colin Schooler uh, joining us next, and uh, we'll hear about his pro day experience and uh, maybe some uh, recruiting stories and, and whatever else here. We come back next year. We're live from Buffalo Wild Wings, 19th in Milwaukee on the Red Raider Outfitter Rockin' Pregame on Rock 101. Yeah. This is the Red Raider Outfitter Rockin' Pregame on Rock 101.1. Sponsored by Meineke and Michelob Ultra. It's the Rockin' Interview. All right, joining us up next here, uh, former Red Raider linebacker Colin Schooler joining us here at Buffalo Wild Wings today, 19th in Milwaukee. And uh, first off, thanks for uh, taking some time uh, out of what I know is a, you know, a guy like you probably get uh, you know all kinds of crazy stuff going on. We appreciate you coming by. It's probably a busy time. You still got school right there. Are you done with all that? No, I graduated in December. Okay. So, yeah, I finished so up my school, and so I was 
just strictly training and nice. focusing okay. on that. All right. So yeah, you're not really like living the easy life right now or anything. You, you got, got you still staying busy, working out constantly and that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. This my whole my whole life right now is dedicated to getting better yeah. in football and working out and eating healthy and you know sometimes it gets kind of hard you know right. after a long period of time eating healthy you know but. Come to like Buffalo Wild Wings. I feel good now. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, what's your cheat food? When you cheat, what do you what do you eat? Um, you know, I like I like burgers. You know, I was staying away from dark meat too. So you know, I eat a good steak um, after training and all that. But yeah, I mean, like anything fried is good. You know, just soul food, oh, yeah. feel good food. Um, you know, I was able to drink, you know, like a soda or something, or you know, have a drink at the with my family after too. So that was that was nice. Cool. All this healthy eating, I've heard about it. I've never, <laughs> never, I've never tried it, but, uh, yeah, that's... <laughs> Colin, what do you want to say about your, your career in Arizona and here? I mean, over 300 solo tackles. I mean, you had a phenomenal college career. Yeah, it was, uh, it was something I couldn't describe. I mean, going from Arizona, um, going through a coaching change there. Uh, coach Yates was actually my D.C. at Arizona, who's the oh, wow. uh, D.B. coach here at Tech now, so... Um, I was actually able to go say what's up to him earlier today. I went to the facility. I showed my brother around, and um, I was able to, you know, have a little reunion with Yates. Um, but, yeah, just all the stuff that I went through. I had six position coaches in college, too. So, I mean, wow. yeah, it, it, was, uh, it was something that you, do, you couldn't prepare for. So it was just like a lot of things like that happened. But, you know, the play was consistent no matter who was there. So, um, you know, just having fun, playing with good effort, you know, and, and just flying around with the boys out there, and it was, it, was, it was a lot of fun for me. Well, you know, we just had Garibay on, and everybody talks about that 62-yard field goal. When it comes to you, it's that hit on Charlie Brewer. Will you take <laughs> us through that and, and, and you know, what you were thinking? Uh, just an unbelievable play. People can still talk about it today. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think a lot of players who have played the game know what I'm going to say right here, but there are certain plays and games where you remember – details that you probably shouldn't like <laughs> like which way the ball was going what what color uniform you were wearing what the quarter was things like that um, where the ball was on the hash and you know that, that was one of those instances where I'm gonna remember every detail about it um, you know they were putting together a really good drive on uh, on that before that play too and um, I remember I missed a tackle on Charlie on that drive too so it was kind of you know I had to get him back for something like that but um, <laughs> Because he was running around before that. He was running around the whole yeah. game, you know, making plays with his feet. So um, he actually scored a touchdown on the same, like on a similar scramble, too. So, um, you know, we get that close to the red zone, and, you know, Seattle Seahawks don't want to run the ball, so they're going to throw it. <laughs> and he, he scrambled, tried to run, and I was able to, you know, come up and stuff him, and that was the difference in that game. You Wait. shut the blocker on right. that play, too. That was like, I remember in the postgame presser, you breaking down, you set him up. With, mm -hmm. with the guy that I think it was a tight end trying to block you right there. On the well, he was he was running a route and right. and he was he didn't know I was behind him because he thought he was open and then Charlie started to run the ball and he's like, all right, well if he's gonna run it, like there's got to be nobody here. So I was hiding behind him and I was able to use him to control which way Charlie was gonna go. That's that was awesome. awesome. That's my kid's like favorite meme of tech football in history. Like tech released a meme, you know, oh no, oh no, you light him up. My son still to this day, like, Dad, play the oh no. What's cool? Uh I wanna ask you about you have a very unique perspective. You know, we're in this transfer portal era and you and your brother going through the transfer portal, but during the COVID era too, and just how all that like your decision 
through, you know, going through that, what it was like for you, your experience, if you could just break it down for people. It was extremely stressful, I'm not going to yeah. lie. Like, it was really rough for uh, both me and my family. Yeah. But because before that happened, my brother had transferred to Arizona. So we yeah. were actually living together in Arizona. And like you said, COVID happened. So we, he had a week of spring ball with us. And then COVID happened, and we were back in California where we were living. And then we were able to come back in June as the first wave of athletes. And, you know, it was testing every two days, you know, and that thing's a couple inches long going up. You know? <laughs> oh, oh my yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I've done over 50 of those tests. So I'm, I'm happy I don't have to do that anymore. But so he, we came back and we're going through all the protocols and everything and everything was fine in Arizona. And we're about to start fall camp and then they shut down, you know, the Pac-12. Right. So what was it? What was your reaction to that? I mean, obviously you didn't like it because you, tra you transferred out. But I mean, <laughs> what was some of your teammates were? I mean, did you all understand it? Because that was a completely different time. Now we look back at it, but people were confused with, you know, how big is this? Should we react this way? Should, should we shut things down? What was your thought process? Well, when I saw the Big Ten shut down, you know, it got scary. Like, okay, yeah. like we may not have a season. The Pac-12, not too long after, canceled their season. So, I mean, a lot of the players were frustrated because, like I said, we were there for months before, like yeah. two to three months before. We were going through all the protocols. You know, we were in, I was in Tucson, Arizona, working out outside under an easy-up tent, you know, with a hot bar, with a mask over my face, wow. sweating through it. I felt like I was waterboarding myself. <laughs> like, it, it was, like, and we're going through all these, these troubles and the protocols, and then they take away the season, you know. So it was, yeah. really, it was really frustrating for us because, you know, like I haven't, I never registered. I never missed a season since I started playing football. So it was wow. like, you know, the fall's coming around. Like it's football time. Like we gotta have it. And and once I saw you know the Big Ten, the Pac-12 canceled, but then the Big 12, the ACC, the SEC, they're like, we found a way to do it. I was like, okay, like I need to go to a place where they want to play ball because they found a way to do it. Like I feel like there was a way that the Pac-12 could have if they wanted to, but like like you said though, nobody had ever gone through right. something like that before. So. Um, it, it's and people talk to me like oh like i would have never transferred this in like older heads and i'm like well you, nobody's ever been through that before right. like you don't know what you would have done um <laughs> yeah. especially when they take ball from you and uh, somebody else is playing so um it was in the end of august it was closer like august 20th we yeah. got in the portal and that was a whole nother you know storm because some teams were starting early september some teams were starting yeah. mid-september so we're thinking okay I got to get to a school, I got to get acclimated, I got to get within the system, learn the plays, you know, build some chemistry with the players, and, okay, I don't want to play here because, or I don't want to go here because they start a week early and I need that extra week, so it was it was hard finding, you know, a good place to go to, and and then, you know, I played Tech Right, I was going to ask you about that just the year before, right? You had like a yeah. monster game, too. Yeah, in 2019, yeah. it, was, it was a really good game, and then, uh, so Matt Wells was, you know, familiar with me, I was familiar with... Uh, um, their defenses, because you know, like I'm a competitor, so I like to see like what kind of players they have on defense, you yeah. know, and and it's kind of like an internal battle, like who's going to be the best defense today, and normally that team wins. So, um, and like I said, it was a good game too. So I was like, I know they have some good players over there. Jordan just went in the first round, so I was like, I know they put out linebackers too. So it was just a good fit for me, and so I got to Tech, and then I had to quarantine for four days, you know, oh, and, and yeah, like and right. like I said, like that week. You know, between starting early September, late September, mid-September, that, that comes into to mind because, okay, when I get there, I got to be uh, quarantined for four days before I can even do anything. And then you have three practices in, in just helmets before right. the acclimatization period, before you get the full pads, too. So that's something. So by the time I went through all those protocols and everything, um, I got two 
fall camp practices, and then it was Houston Baptist week. Wow. Wow. And I'm thinking, so but it was enough though. I was, I was, yeah. I felt ready. You know, football is football. I just, you know, just different terminology with different coaches. You know, and just kind of talking to some players and you know being on the same page. But whoa, I think it was Wednesday or Thursday that week. I tested positive for COVID. Oh. You know, after going through all that stuff, I tested wow. <laughs> with no symptoms too. So you know, right. I'm, I'm already mad because I'm like, I feel great. Like I can play. Yeah. So I had a quarantine for 10 days. You know, I had to watch the Houston Baptist game. Likely there was a bye week after that. That Houston Baptist game was wild. I mean, mm-hmm. now we know Zach Kitley, too, and Bailey yeah. Zappi and all that. But still, that was like a scary time. That came down to the very end right yeah. there. You know, I guess Houston Baptist and Tech shouldn't lose to Houston Baptist. Right. No, you're yeah. right. It was that, that goes off to, a, you know, the OC they had over there, which right. was with us now. Right. Um, you know, and it just makes me more confident how the offense is going to do this year with the right. whole new coaching change. But, yeah, no, that was no joke. It was, like you said, it was a nail-biter. We're in victory formation up by, what, two, three points? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I was in the hotel room watching that, and then we had the bye week after, so I was able to come back the week of Texas. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. And then and your and your brother's on the other team. And he's too. on the other team. Yeah, that's wow. Yeah, so yeah. I mean like when you when you add it up all together and go through all the different, you know, obstacles we had to go through and then Brent and I being in our apartment in Tucson and then deciding like, okay, wow. we're gonna go play somewhere else and then end up playing against each other in my first game in the Big Twelve <laughs> after going through the protocols and the quarantine and the, the the six practices I had, like <laughs> so um, you know, it just it, it makes football that much better because, you know, I fought so hard to get it and, and to stay with it and and you know, you're not gonna go out there and loaf around and not try your best after like, all this stuff I had to go through to get here. So, you know, um, like that was something that I I did, you know, and it helps me be productive because it's like always keeping a chip on your shoulder. It's like not remember, you know, always remembering how you got there, who supported you, who helped you get here. You know, that, that's things I think about, you know, and I really rely heavily on my family. And, you know, when he's on the other team too, it's it's, it's like, okay, like I hope you do good, but like I want to, you know, beat you. Yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> right. Like oh, I really want to win. So, um but, you know, just seeing him there, like, really helped me. I was like, okay, like, yeah, you know, I, I am where I need to be right now. Like, we go out and have a good game. And and I didn't get to start that game, you know, which I understand. I was, right. like I said, six practices in. Yeah. You know, I just came out of quarantine where it was hard to, like, you know, work out for a little bit. So, and it was a really hot day that day. It was, like, 110. So, it was it was hot. And then um, I still almost had, like, ten tackles. I played, like, half the game. And I was there. Right. Did you all ever hit each other or anything? Like, I mean, did you ever run a route that was, like, Crossed your face where you lit him up once or checked him once or so you remember I was telling you you remember things like that yeah so they were going towards the north end zone they were on the defensive left hash they threw a little <laughs> bubble screen at the boundary and I was uh the wide receiver misses block and I was able to tackle him like out of bounds at the same uh, time so um but like, your parents were like oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're in the the stadium because normally they have split jerseys but yes. <laughs> but that year they had split masks where they had a uh, t- <laughs> that's funny so um and they actually they put the parents over there too, so it was on that sideline. So they were they had a front row seat to see that. So when you tackled, did you talk any trash? Or did you <laughs> I did. Uh, actually, uh, I got up. I told him. I said, I hate you. <laughs> hey, Colin, with everything you went through, how nice was it to get that bowl win uh, in the in the bowl game in the Liberty Bowl and, and kind of wrap up your career and, and kind of put Texas Tech on an upward swing? Yeah, that meant a lot to me, you know, to the team and and. Like, the story I just told of the whole COVID deal getting there, you know, we're thinking, okay, 2021, we're back to normal. You know, it's going to be a normal season. And then, you know, after week seven, Matt Wells packed his stuff. So we're like, okay, they just fired our coach. And then 
um, the next week we hired a coach and we're like what's going on man? right <laughs> like, you know and you're looking on social media and they're they're hiring new staff and you're like i'm in the coach's room right, <laughs> right. now that you're you just here. got replaced yeah. like wow. it, yeah so it was you know it was really distracting um you know and and because of covid there were a lot of guys like myself who could come back for that fifth year and we had some six-year guys and and what we try to do is basically just remember that there are seniors like me and, you know, like Eric Monroe and Rico and yep. on defense and, you know, DeMarcus Fields who chose to come back. Like, we didn't have to, you know, yeah. we chose to come back. So um, I get, like, they want to be excited for the future, but we still have four games left. Yeah. And at the time, we had five wins. So we're like, okay, we get one more win. We're in a bowl game. We get, you earn that 13th game, but we still have a chance to go, you know, do something big. So um, having those off-the-field distractions was, was hard on the team. And, and then, you know, like younger guys who haven't been through the process enough. Like I said, I had six coaches. So, I was, you know, was, I was used to having the coaching changes. But um, to having young guys, you know, think about the next staff. And it's like, oh, well, who's he going to hire? What kind of defense? What kind of offense they run? Am I going to transfer? Am I going to yeah. do this and that? And it's like focus on this year. Like that, that will come after. But, like, you need to focus on this year and finish this. Like we started it, we're going to finish it. So, and then, you know, to be able to beat, you know, our last four games, too, were all ranked Tough opponents. Games, yeah. They're all ranked opponents. It was Oklahoma, it was Iowa State, Oklahoma State, Baylor, in that yep. order. And they were all ranked. So it was like we have, you know, we don't have a cookie schedule coming out. And, you know, having no head coach, hired a new coach, toughest, you know, part of our schedule coming up. Like, it, a lot of that people don't think about, you know. It's like, oh, they see seven and six bull champs. But it was like we were five and right. three. And really, we were, we had Kansas State to a third and thirty. Got a hands in the yeah. face call that ended up on a score on that drive. So we're one play away from six and two, and we lose a coach. Go out through all that this kind of stuff, off the field issues. You know, like they're hyping up the next year. I'm like, no, we got to right. finish this one. So <laughs> finishing it in the bull win the way we did too against Mike Leach, like another distraction. <laughs> off the field right. It was, like, <laughs> it, it was it was you know making sure that it was about the players you know and it wasn't about anything else and doing that and bringing that bowling back and hopefully getting tech rolling back to to win like they used to and like, it meant a lot to, at least to me like that's how i look at it it was a great credit to the players and, co and the coaches that were there like you said it had been replaced and been announced but stayed and then y'all were able to do that and like you said against mike leach that exercised a lot of demons in this town you know mm -hmm. i mean because leach has still talked to where he was before that it talked about his possibly returning and the glory years and all that and it wasn't just a win Y'all shut down their offense, mm -hmm. so they really like fully exercised that demon. Yeah. So, a real credit to your to the players and, and the staff. Y'all were able to do that. Yeah, and I remember specifically during the bowl camp in December, um, we would have coaches go recruit, but yeah. they already got replaced. So, like, <laughs> it was it, there were some practices where coaches were out recruiting, but they already knew they weren't coming back. So it was that was another distraction thing and. I'll never forget. It was the weirdest moment I, in, in, in practice I've ever been a part of. We had our interim coach, Sonny Cumbie, watch practice. We had Joy McGuire, the future coach at practice. And we had Matt Wells roll up, too, the, the, wow. the former coach. So we had <laughs> three head coaches, three head coaches wow. watching and cheering on inside run, you know. So um, 
it, but it, that just shows the kind of love that they have for Lubbock, you know, yeah. and, and for Texas Tech. And it's something that and you can't all. describe 100% for the players, too. But, um, you know, Brendan was down in Austin, and, you know, he's out here, and he's just like, man, the people are so friendly. Like, like you know, the service here is so much better than it is in Austin. Wow. And man, I was just like, yeah, like, Lubbock, don't change. Like, right. you yeah. know, this is a good place, and people make it like that. I know we're going to run out of time, but uh, I know you're trying to play on Sundays. I, I was a big fan of yours, and I reached out to you on Instagram. I said, man, I want to put you with Zach Thomas, and I know you got to talk to him. Uh, what advice has he given you as you're trying to play on Sundays now? Yeah, just basically just be yourself and fall in love with the game and, and treat it like a pro, you know, with the preparation and, and you know, things that work work consistently too so like breaking down film the way you watch film and and if i ever get like within the same you know area that he's in you know he's invited me to go watch film with him break down stuff and, awesome. and awesome. you know when we talked on the phone it was almost like he didn't want to hang up because you know, he's, <laughs> he was back to talking football and yeah. going through the process and everything like that and um because i remember when we talked he was uh in between picking up his his kids from soccer practice <laughs> <laughs> So um, awesome. you're getting him back to talking football, you know, kind of lit a fire where it's like, yeah, like you can see why, you know, he played for that long because he loves it. And basically just keeping that love of the game and preparing yeah. right and treating your body right and, and just uh, enjoying the process at the same time. Well, you're a Red Raider for life now, so we appreciate <laughs> yep. you. Absolutely. Thank you. Right. Schooler. Thanks, yeah, Colin. Good, Thank good you. luck with your uh, NFL pursuits and everything, man. We'll be watching that closely and appreciate you being here today on the Rockin' Pre-Game. All right, we come back. We'll take a look. A look back, a little rewind on the Red Raider basketball season. Next here on the Red Raider Outfit of Rock and Pregame on Rock 101.1. This is the Red Raider Outfitter Rock and Pregame. On Rock 101.1. Sponsored by Mitch Hall Chevrolet, Chrome, and Hook and Reel. Texas Tech Basketball. All right, so uh, looking back on this season of Texas Tech Red Raider basketball, and I think most people, it seems like, I mean, you obviously want to go all the way every year, but I've, it just seemed like if Tech could get to the Sweet 16 this year, that was a, a place where you felt like, okay, this, this season was, was a success. Anything short of that was going to feel like a disappointment, I think. So they got to the Sweet 16 and like like to have won again, but... Looking back, you feel the same way. You felt oh, it was a good season. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, eighteen and zero at home. Yeah. I mean, they beat Tennessee. They swept Bale. I mean, they almost swept everybody in Texas. They lost that one game to TCU, but they beat Baylor twice. And and then, you know, Texas. You got to beat them. You beat them at home. That was unbelievable. But then to go there and beat them, and then. I got worried because you're playing Notre Dame, and, man, if they lose that and Texas wins their game and then they might play St. Peter's, and he, but they, they bailed out before Tech. So clearly Mark Adams won the first year, and that's what I wanted. So, uh, and then just all these guys, man, you fell in love with every guy on this team. And so, uh, you know, I, I, people always ask me, who's your favorite Red Raider? I couldn't tell you, man. I loved every one of these guys. They, and Mark Adams picked all the right guys to bring in here he had all those you know holes to fill and i mean it was just and then to get these guys to gel and play yeah. good and i'm just unbelievable man and then today mark adams named the jim phelan national coach of the year sunday i hope he's going to get the naismith award you know the awards are rolling in and uh, i mean it was a great year and mark adams is the guy and and then 
it's not the coverage not bare. We're getting a point guard in. We're getting all these other guys in. We're going to make another run next year. And I, 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 I hate to say we because I didn't go to Tech, so they. But as a fan, you know what I'm saying. I mean, this is the golden era of Texas Tech. We've said it for over a year now, yeah. and it's going to continue. Yeah, it's uh, interesting, too, when you mentioned falling in love with these players this year. And yeah. it's always fascinating to me how guys, the the – the era where there's a lot of guys now that play one year for your team, right. you know, and how some of them are remembered with like a you Moody, love them. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or, or, right. Yeah, right. And yeah. then this year, I mean, you're, you know, people are going to always remember, you know, Bryson, Bryson Williams and yeah. Arms. Arms. Yeah. Yes. And, but then you look at other guys, uh, you know, like Jemias Ramsey, for instance, mm, you know, yeah. I mean, or Zaire Smith even is as good as he was sure. just one year. Yeah. I don't know that either one of those guys are ever going to be beloved former Red Raiders yeah. like, like a Matt Mooney or something. It's, right. it's interesting though, yeah, right. how, how some players connect on a different way, even in one year. But it's also that they've come back and they they want to come back. Like Mooney's having his camp again this this year. They want to come back to this community. Yeah, but, but I think they're seeing something though, and that's really cool, and I appreciate that. But it, it there, but there's a love for Matt Mooney that you don't have for some. I of those think it's other the guys. emotion it's just, yeah. surrounding those. Like that season, it was like the national championship run, yeah, and some yeah. of the moments were moments that Red Raider fans are going to remember forever. Experience Shared experience. Yeah, yeah. And then I think with this one. There were, this season, there was so much emotion because of what Pete said in his rock and reality check. I mean, it was a year ago today that Beard left, and everybody was a go-no, including myself. Like, well, there goes the golden yeah. era of Red Raider basketball, you know. But then there was a clamor from former players for, for Adams. Uh, Hokut made the right decision, kept Adams. Adams put together a great staff. They did a great job with the recruiting trail. And Pete touched on it. They got those guys Davion Warren was a 20-point-a-game scorer at a Division I school. He came in, his off- like his shots were cut in half, his, his opportunities, but he played defense. He had some, like, shining moments where he got a big steal that won him a big Big 12 game. Uh, obviously, Bryson Williams was, uh, you know, he first-team all-Big 12 performer. He really, like, evolved into all-around very good player. O'Banner, everything he did, having that tournament run, you know, Tourney O'Banner. There's no O'Banner like your Tourney O'Banner. That's, yeah. that's amazing. Uh, all those guys. Adonis Arms, which we heard his story so many times on TV over and over again, but it, it really w- was a great story. To get those guys to buy in and to play the team game and play the defense and all that, that's that's the secret sauce, as, as yeah. B likes to yeah. say. You know, like, it really was, and that's why all this greatness came from that, from them buying in, trusting him, Coach Adams and his staff getting them to, to buy in, and then uh, you know, the results speak yeah. for themselves. I mean, it was a memorable year, and fans are going to love these guys because of the emotion of you know, sweeping Texas, sweeping Baylor, winning all those games at home, and then, yeah, they won a couple games in the tournament, which they had to do. Yeah, yeah. So it, all in all, I mean, yeah, you always you always want to win the whole thing every year. Sure. But to get to the Sweet 16, though, it did feel – I was satisfied with, you know what, okay, that was that was a good season and a great, you know, a great time to, to build off of that for the future. And it's exciting now to see what this – the next – edition of the red Raiders oh, it's going to be like, completely you know? different it every is. year like yeah with transfer guys who knows how many what, what do you what do they have to bring in another six five six transfer yeah, guys I mean, probably if you count really... Jalen tyson then i think they're going to have at least five or six yeah. transfers it just depends people want like in i understand the question but i i don't wonder if coach adams even knows right at this yeah. point you know what i mean there's so many moving parts uh is shannon really leaving the door open to come back or not i'm personally skeptical but i don't know 
You know, I didn't think he was coming back last year. But is he, you know, the, I, mean, I remember last year. No, no, that's yeah. probably where he's going to end up. Yeah. It's like you think, like, so, I mean, do you see him transferring to another yes. college? Not, no, he's not, not going to the, I don't, well, see, no. He's not ready for the see, NBA. He needs I, to develop his game a little too. more. You know, like I could even see, like, McCuller having a better shot just because he's a more versatile player you right. know, than, than Shannon is right now. I, I love Terrence Shannon. I love his game. And I, I, I hate that some, you know, I understand you're a fan. Some people get uh, frustrated with some of his decisions, mm-hmm. but I mean, he sacrificed a lot. He sacrificed his starting spot in years past for the harmony of the team. He sacrificed his body, taking all those charges, which we saw him injured from. I, it's not just good or bad. There's a lot of good things with, with Terrence Shannon yeah. to, to yeah. like and appreciate. And then Agbo leaving. I mean, he was only he, he didn't get to play much. Yeah, I, I understand points. that. I mean, yeah, he's gonna go it, find an opportunity. It's not that he hates it. He's he's looking to better himself. Absolutely. Yeah. So this is big time basketball. Get used to it. Yeah. It's it's not yeah. changing. Yeah. I tell you what. If your team's not doing that, then you're not one of the top tier teams in the country. I All mean, right. that's just how it is now. And it's weird because. With the transfer portal across every sport, and, you know, we just talked with Colin Schooler about his, you know, crazy time in terms of in, in the, the portal and everything. And it is crazy with football, but I really think it's the crazy, craziest with basketball just because of the numbers. I mean, you'll lose like two-thirds of your team every year. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. Think about it. Think about the football team lost like two-thirds, not just the guys graduating, but yeah. two-thirds of the roster. Yeah. And we're overturning that every year. I and mean, that's, that's insane. And the, I mean, gosh, I know you got to be thinking that. That really is. And, and how to, you know, to sit there and build a team and, and try to figure out a way to, you know, you want to recruit high school guys and yeah. try to develop a foundation of guys, but then you're plugging in transfers. And now more than ever, I mean, used to you might get a, you know, one or two transfers to fill a hole or right. something. But now, I mean, really, it's it's showing that you know five or six transfers every year is not going to be out of the question. No, it's, 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 it's is expected. The thing, That's what's yeah. going to happen. More yeah. so than high school recruiting, maybe, is oh, yeah. to build your team. Yeah. Well, And it just says what we have is so important. Just these guys who are, are putting their names in the transfer portal, they see the electric crowd of Texas Tech. They want to be a part of that. I mean, the crowd is huge, yeah. and, and guys want in on that. So that, I think we're going to get the pick of the litter again. Yeah. I think it's huge. Exactly what Pete's saying too is the, the well, culture. and then they come and see the Womble and yep. all this other stuff, and then these these fans are basketball nuts. Oh my God, I want to be a part of that. <laughs> and you're going to play defense. Yes, and you know? you're going to better yourself to maybe get to the the NBA or the G League or whatever. But you're going to get to extended play. All these guys have become better defensive. I mean, like Clarence Nadolny, he got so much better. And I mean, oh my God, I can't, I'm excited. I can tell. I'm excited. I mean, we we got it going. They got to, it's, 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 it's excellent. Yeah. And, and that's why it's important to have that culture where, you and, know, and you like you're going to play defense, yes, you're going to be tough Ray at to riot and thank all the fans. <laughs> I mean, it's so important. Pete. What? Settle down. Dude, I mean, just, these guys see it, man. That's why fans, it's so important. But the other thing on the flip side, when Terrence Shannon says, Hey, I'm going to look, don't rip him on Twitter. Thank him for what he did. If he goes, go on. But, Let's not show a negative side. I don't like that. Uh, Angry Pete is back. No, I'm just saying. I I mean, people see this. Hide the dogs and nuns. Yes. (laughs) Um, (laughs) All right. So, Jared, what, what, uh, what, anything to add? No, no. (laughs) Nope. That's good. I'm ready to eat. 
I think it's I think it's time. I think is your blood sugar low or something? I haven't I'm, had I'm, blue I'm, cheese in quite a while. I need some blue cheese. I'm worried here, man. I will give, get, me a, I, give me a 24 ounce. Man, I you you wore me out. I was just watching. I mean, you you were fired up right there, man. I mean, Bringing it is electric at the USA. It is. You it's don't electric get that in here today. Else. It's electric right here. Texas wants to have the best student section. <laughs> Whatever, loser. Bring this man some it's blue ridiculous. cheese. Blue cheese, Pete. Yeah, All right. We will get that. Okay. Um, uh, was that April Fool's or am I really going to get it? I better get it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, Pete, yeah. can I ask you a question? Yeah. Can, can we talk some Red Rare baseball here in a minute? Man, I would love gonna... that too, man. They're crushing it. All right. I mean, that's why well, that's such a yeah, good not time. Yet. No, but I'm just saying, from football, and, and that's getting exciting. Basketball, baseball, oh, my God. Stay on board. Okay. The Red Raider train is choo-choo-chooing. Jared, I don't <laughs> I think you're. I think Jared. I think Jared away is, 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 is Yeah, don't make any sudden movements on your end of the table down there because Pete just, is on dude, fire. Dude, I miss euphoric to be back in okay, Lubbock, dude. Well, right. It was well, horrible in California. We're glad you're back. I love Lubbock. I love West Texas. Thank you. Thank okay. You. Well, uh, well, like I said, we'll reward you with some blue cheese. We're going to talk oh, Red Raider baseball coming up next here. We're live from Buffalo Wild Wings, 19th in Milwaukee, on the Red Raider Outfitter Rock and Pregame on Rock One. Night. This is the Red Raider Outfitter Rockin' Pregame. On Rock 101.1. Sponsored by Cotton Court Hotel, B Equipment, and Weston Water Well Drilling and Pump Service. Red Raider Baseball on the road. Hi. Red Raiders are on the road to play Kansas, a Big 12 matchup this weekend. Yeah, you know, Tech's 22-5 and five right now, 2-1 and one in the conference. And, you know, I know everybody was crazy about basketball last week, but, man, when that was going on, Tech opened Big 12 play against number two Texas. And uh, Tech was ranked 16th at the time. And uh, they, they win the first game uh, in the 10th inning. Kurt Wilson steals home. Just an unbelievable play. Next day, uh, they win in the 10th inning. Kurt Wilson uh, hits a grand slam home run. Uh, they lost on Sunday, but, I mean, some big wins there, and we'll kind of talk about the week. But uh, Tim Tadlock talked about, uh, you know, these are going to be tough games in the Big 12, and he talked about, uh, you know, getting those wins over Texas. Um, we knew it was going to be a dogfight. Big 12 baseball, you show up on a Saturday or on a weekend, you know, it's uh, it's good baseball. It's a, it's a good league. And um, as far as these two teams, I mean, I think uh, – I think you, they're both resilient. I think last night, I think you saw that. And I think you, today was a good example of it, too. And then, uh, you know, pitching has been strong. A lot of strikeouts. Brandon Birdsell, one of them. And, and Tadlock talked about him being on the mound. Yeah, Birdie's, uh, you know, he definitely, uh, he's got fastball command. He's got above average stuff. Um, you know, he's, uh, he's a workhorse. He's what you want to send out there on on a weekend, uh, again, he's uh, all these guys are gonna keep getting better. Um, I mean, I really, like I said last night, I man, we're really only in, and we're about two months in as far as these guys getting on the mound, and uh, kind of everybody's just getting started. Well, in that second game, Tech jumped out, got seven runs in the first inning. Looks like they're going to cruise. And then Texas came back and tied it at seven. Then they went up 11-7. Tech battled back. And then 
uh, you know, it looked like they might lose again. They tie it up at 12. They get the Grand Slam home run. I mean, uh, Tadlock just talked about the resiliency of this Red Raider team. Yeah, we're learning that as we go. I mean, we really are. And again, it's uh, it's still very early, and uh, guys are competing. I do think um, they're making a commitment to play nine innings or ten innings, and uh, to play the pitch in front of them. Um, that's easier said than done, and uh, that's something that's in this game's always a challenge every day. Yeah, Kurt Wilson, just phenomenal those first two games. And uh, in the second game, the, the game-winning Grand Slam, uh, and he talked about uh, that uh, whole scenario. I was honestly just – I was really upset for Cody, honestly. I could tell he was – I mean, he's been through a lot. He's went to the hospital. And, and he honestly, he put a good swing on the ball. It just didn't work out in his favor. And I was just thinking in my head, I want to pick him up, pick this team up, and get another win for this team. And then uh, just stealing home uh, the first night, uh, just unbelievable in the bottom of the tenth to steal home, a walk-off steal. Wilson talked about that. I'm honestly not sure. I, was, I kept seeing the pitcher go like this and putting his head down, and I was looking at Tad, and we were kind of like, you mean do it? <laughs> I don't know. He said, go. I was like, right now? <laughs> it just bounced off perfectly, and he didn't notice me at all. He didn't do that today, that's for sure. He kept his head up today. <laughs> that was incredible. Then uh, they got two wins this week. The Red Raiders beat Stephen F. Austin, and uh, Cody Masters got in there and got his first hit of the year, and it was a grand slam home run. Uh, they didn't know if he was even going to play this year. He'd been in the hospital, and uh, Cody Masters talked about the energy. The crowd gave him a standing O, everybody cheering, and uh, he talked about just what he's been battling, and uh, to get up there and do what he did, a pinch hit, grand slam home run, uh, just a baseball blessing. Yeah, just getting to be here and play here for, you know, the entirety of my career in five years, and uh, that's just really cool. That crowd's special, and the energy's for sure very special. Um, I don't think it's really matched anywhere else. Uh, we just kind of battled uh you know a non-covid illness you know beginning of february and it just kind of couldn't figure out what was really going on and um was battling a pretty good fever uh and you know it's just kind of a scary place not knowing exactly what's going on um and just kind of had to sit and wait and, and uh and trust in god's plan and, and his plan for me and uh, i don't want to sidetrack or anything but just everything going through i'm like man man like, like penciling in texas penciling in texas and you get that <laughs> at bat um, against UT and Curry ended up walking it off. But. Yeah, incredible. And now they take on Kansas. Uh, man, you hope these guys can, can get on the road and, and, and keep this thing going. I mean, Kansas is 9-14. and 14. They were swept in their first week in the Big 12 play, so they're 0-3. And, and, and Masters talked about uh, going to Lawrence and taking on the Jayhawks. Uh, first pitch tonight, 6 o'clock. I, I remember they came in here last year. Uh, they beat us Friday night um, and in front of a big crowd, and uh, we've definitely learned lessons in the course of this season. In the past, a lot of experience we have being around some good teams, is, uh, especially Big 12, those, those feel like fist fights at the end of them. They're, they don't come easy whatsoever. So, uh, you know, hopefully these guys can keep it going, Jeff, 22-5 and five on the year. And uh, now uh, the first road series in the Big 12, uh, you know, hopefully they can beat Kansas, who, who's been struggling in all three games on ESPN Plus, which you can see here at Buffalo Wild Wings, uh, Friday, which is tonight, 6 o'clock, Saturday and Sunday, 1 o'clock games. But 
you know, this team has had guys step up each and every game. I mean, guys are hitting home runs. You know, Parker Kelly right now leads the team in home runs. He's got seven home runs, 31 RBI. And a couple weeks ago, he had three grand slams in a week, two in one game. Uh, I think he had one the next day. Uh, just, I mean, different guys getting hits. The, the pitching staff seems to be going good. I mean, uh, they had a loss at Iowa. They lost one to Texas. I think they're 15 and one now at home. And so uh, a lot of good things going on with Tadlock's bunch. And, you know, all eyes now coming on them. And, and, and actually, you know, all three of those games at the law were sold out. And it was phenomenal. I, you know, I watched the first two traveling back. And then I went Sunday. And that's the one they got. They lost. I mean, it would have been great if they could sweep, but uh, you know, they come right back and and whip up on Stephen F. Austin. So you know, a lot of good things. Uh, you know, these guys are going to make another run. And uh, you know, I, I remember last year they had a hiccup when I think they went to Kansas State. Uh, let's hope they can. You know, hopefully they can, they can sweep the Jayhawks and and really take command of the Big 12 early because uh, big games are coming up, no doubt about it. Yeah, that's, uh, that's true. And as you mentioned, the games are on ESPN Plus this weekend. If you don't have ESPN Plus at home, just know that Buffalo Wild Wings, all the three of their lo- uh, locations here in Lubbock, will have, uh, have you covered. They, they do all the subscriptions. They got all the stuff. Always uh, have all the games on. That way... Uh, you don't have to keep up with one more password at home. So that's true, yeah. I think that's, and then next, <laughs> next week, thing, Tech so. goes to, to Grand Canyon College. They'll be playing them. Uh, and then they, 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 they're back home next week. I can't remember who they're playing. But, uh, you um, know, who's that? They are playing uh, Kansas State. So Kansas State. Three, right? ga- three games at Kansas State. And then the following Tuesday, they have the, my, my upcoming favorite game. It is the uh, AA Sod Poodles in, uh, at Hodgetown in Amarillo with Oklahoma. Oh, what day is that? I want to go to that. That is uh, Tuesday? Uh, uh, April 12th, Tuesday. Ooh, okay. Yeah. It's a single game, and it doesn't count for, toward the Big 12 standings, but oh, I, like, right. I like that game. Yes, just... that's a good little trip up to Amarillo. So I know I missed it last year. I'd like to go this year. That's fun. All right. There you go. Well, uh, again, games, uh, baseball games on this weekend at Buffalo Wild Wings. Not to mention the... Uh, the rest of the, the tournament, I guess. Once Tech got knocked oh, out, still I, I know it, it's funny, <laughs> oh. isn't it? I found myself kind of once Tech lost that game, it was kind of like, well, that's the end of the tournament. And then I'm like, oh yeah, I got the Final Four still. So uh, they'll have that on as well. If I see video of that official talking to Coach K again, oh gosh, uh, it, 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 yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so. I've, yeah, that, yeah, don't even get started. I know. Do, do you think? Does does uh, does Duke win it all? And Coach K goes out a, a big uh, big well, winner on his I final mean, game. I think Duke's think, up or? fifty to forty nine on NC on North Carolina. This is the hundredth meeting since Coach. I mean, it, this is a big game. So mm. I think whoever wins that could win it. I, I like Villanova too, but we'll see. Well, I, I just think, want a good game, man. That's what I want. You know, last night the, the NIT wrapped up and Xavier uh, won on a last second shot, beat Texas A and M, uh, and. I found myself watching just because the game was close. So, yeah. I'd like to see Kansas win just for the for the Big Twelve. When I can see that too, because every yeah. win adds an what? additional six million dollars in revenue toward the conference. Well, that'd be good. We, and we, tech, we, and we tech get to beat split them once that here on the not, show, yeah. don't we? Is that yeah. no? Okay. Well, um, we all get right. paid. Yeah. Um, what we do? We get paid very handsomely. <laughs> In groceries, it's awesome. <laughs> no, um, no, we can't. Well, we have we have enough money to buy gas, right? That's, that's for now. <laughs> for now. Hey, by the way, I just want to mention uh, Tom, who drives the Red Raider bus, 
uh, had sent me a picture. I don't know if I can mention it or not, but uh, guess how much filling up his bus cost? It cost me about 75 to 80 bucks to fill up my truck. So I'm going to say that it probably, yeah, man, I bet it's like seven, seven, eight hundred dollars That's probably a pretty good guess right there. $900, 166 gallons from what I remember from Dang. the picture he sent me, yeah. Wow. But, you know, that, and a lot of people, I put a picture up of the bus, and I just want to mention this, too. People like, oh, my gosh, they can't afford to fly? They, they took the, no, the bus driver drives the bus out, meets the team, they fly in. That's awesome. I don't know how other teams do do that. Everybody else had, you know, this bus and that bus, but they had their own bus. But that bus, he put 15,000 miles on in these all these trips. Uh, Tom's a good dude. Yeah, he is. He, he uh, yeah. actually, we, Kings uh, Highway. he yeah. drove for us one time. Yeah, Kings yeah. Highway. We had a station uh, trip to go see the Rangers. It's been a number of years ago now, but we all went, and Tom drove. Yeah, he's, he's a good dude, and, uh, yeah, that's nice having the And, nice you know, he told me bus. a story. I'm going to mention it real quick, that uh, they get all this food at the, at the NCAA tournament, and uh, the food – they have a lot left over, so he takes it to the homeless. Kansas City, San Diego, San Francisco. San Francisco, he pulls up. The homeless folks come up. One guy comes up staring at the bus, and he tells Tom, I played for Tech Baseball, and Tom's trying to find him now, so we're gonna try, I'm going to try to help Tom find somebody in, in San Francisco who can help us track that guy down. We don't know his story. We don't know his name. Uh, maybe I, I doubt he was lying. He knew Texas Tech Red Raiders, and uh, he was just blown away that he was getting food from Texas Tech. So huh. that's been on my heart. I'm going to try to help Tom track that down and yeah. see what we can do. Nice. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Speaking of food, though, you've uh, yes, your, your order just arrived here at Buffalo Wild Wings. What is what is Pete dining on today? I just got the the crispy tenders with some mild buffalo sauce and blue cheese, which uh, looks really good today. Drink that right up there. All right. Wow. Yeah. Very good. All right. Well, uh, come hang out at Buffalo Wild Wings today. And uh, like you mentioned, they've, they're going to have the Texas Tech-Kansas games on this weekend. Of course, uh, Final Four action will be going on as well. And uh, maybe Pete will still be here drinking blue cheese. We'll see. <laughs> Pete, you've been on fire today. You really have. You've been oh, a lot of fun to watch. Um, oh, all right. We come back here. Uh, it's the rundown. We got uh, some, I guess these are, what, what would you categorize? These are key questions of three questions about the Red Raider baseball team for this weekend. Okay. All right. We'll end with that. Coming up next year on the Red Raider Outfitter Rockin' Pregame on Rock 101. This is the Red Raider Outfitter Rockin' Pregame. On Rock 101.1. Sponsored by Buffalo Wild Wings and Fortenberry Roofing. All right, before we uh, get to the uh, the rundown here, wrapping up the show for today, just saw the news come out. Jim Carrey is retiring from acting. So if you love all these, the great uh, Jim Carrey movies, there will be no more, apparently. He's hanging it up. But, you know, Bruce Willis retired earlier this week, too, because he's got, a, I guess, a big, uh, health condition now. Yeah. He's not able to continue. So I don't know what Jim Carrey's story is, but he is uh, he's retiring. So no more Ace Ventura Part 8 or anything like that, I guess. So <laughs> sad. Um, also, want to say thank you to uh, Colin Schooler and Jonathan Garibay, uh, yes. former Texas Tech greats, for dropping by today and uh, being here at Buffalo Wild Wings and sharing their stories with us. That was pretty cool today. Got some great, great insight from those guys and wish them the best in their pursuit of their uh, NFL careers now. Yeah, you know, Jordan Brooks was there yesterday, too, kind of pumping the guys up. And Zach McPherson was going to come in from Philadelphia but had some travel issues and couldn't make it. But, you know, Red Raiders are in the NFL. More hopefully are going. And, uh, you know, check out this year's team. Start with Murray State. 
see who might be the next star. Thanks, right. guys. That's, uh, yeah, that's uh, Jonathan and uh, Colin heading out here. Appreciate them coming by. All right, so uh, the final segment here, the rundown. The, this one is, is hedging uh, or push-pulling allowed in this? No, no push pull. We hit the button. Okay, well, we, we don't. Well, I don't even have a button for this. Oh, you don't? No, I don't. I don't that's all. Oh, well, there it is. Sorry, I went by it. My bad. It's the rundown. Three questions, no push pulling. It's the rundown. Jeff, how many runs will the Red Raiders outscore the Jayhawks by this weekend? Ah, man, I got to look into a crystal ball and uh, see what I think. Do here. some math. They, well, they always, you know, always, the one. you're always going gonna, to gonna win one game really big. I think they're going to win the, another one pretty good margin and then there'll be one close one i think they sweep i don't know for some reason 22 is speaking to me so i'm going to say 22 pete total number of strikeouts for all red raider pitchers man they've had some big games uh, i'm just going to keep it in the middle six six seven so 19 jared number of homers the red raiders will hit this weekend i don't know seven lucky number say seven <laughs> seven's a great right. that's the hey, number and there capable. my friends is the rundown all right. Well, that is it for today. Thank you for uh, joining us here on the Rocket pregame. And, uh, again, uh, keep in mind, Kansas is the opponent for the Red Raiders of Big 12 Baseball. Tonight, 6 o'clock. Tomorrow, 1 o'clock. And then Sunday, 1 o'clock. Those games, uh, all three of them are on ESPN+. Plus. Kansas in at 9-14 and 14 and 0-3 in the Big 12. So uh, this is certainly a series that... Uh, Tech expected to win the series at the least and uh, be a pretty good shot for a sweep. Although it was last year that Kansas came in and won that won that first game last year, right? That's right. And so. uh, just want to mention Tech softball home starting against Kansas tonight, uh, Rocky Johnson Field. All right, this has been the Red Raider Outfitter Rockin' Pregame live from Buffalo Wild Wings, 19th and Milwaukee on Rock 101.